Blog Talk Radio. to Plus Model Radio, the number one podcast for plus-size women. I'm your host, Shanice Lewis. Today is Monday, July 6, 2009. Happy anniversary to Plus Model Magazine. Boy, how time flies when you're having fun. It's been three fabulous years. Plus Model Magazine is often imitated but never duplicated, and it truly is the pulse of plus-size modeling. Congratulations to Maddie and Valerie. Thank you for all that you do, and we love you. Also, in celebration of Plus Model Magazine's three-year anniversary is a contest this month. Share your beauty tips, secrets, and favorite finds with our beauty editor, Artemis, for a chance to win a bunch of her favorite products. Estimated value over $350. To enter the contest, click on the ad in this month's Plus Model Magazine and fill out the form with your info. Entries must be received by July 25, 2009. One winner will be chosen at random from the entries to appear in an upcoming issue of Plus Model Magazine. For more information, log on to www.plusmodelmag.com. And make sure you save the day for my event in October, Love Your Body Day. The website is back up. Log on to www.loveyourbodyday.com for more details and keep checking back as content is added. And as always, I've got a great show for you today. Coming up later on the show will be CEO of Shapely Girl Fitness, Deborah Mazda, as well as actress Kendra C. Johnson. But up first is David Rivera Jr. In David Rivera Jr.'s latest book, The Last Prejudice, readers are invited to meet a complex and beautiful set of characters that are guaranteed to intrigue and challenge their views on what is considered beautiful and sexy. At first glance, the three plus-sized women in The Last Prejudice go through the same relationship trials and tribulations that many women go through, but when forced to deal with the added social stereotypes and some time personal insecurities of being a full-figure woman, their true personalities come to surface, and the characters bring to surface how cultural biases against voluptuous women can create dissension and mayhem when lust is in the air. So we're going to learn more about this today. Let's welcome David to the show. Hi, Hello. David. How you doing, Shanice? Great. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Now, The Last Prejudice is the fourth book you've published, so do all of your books have plus-size characters, or is this the first one? No, this is, this is the very first one that I did with uh, plus-size women. The previous three were uh, detective novels, erotic detective novels. I was actually the first one to do that, but uh, 
you know, I've, I've been around, I've been in the in business for a few years now, and all the people that I know that are erotic writers are females, and for the most part, they're all uh, plus-size women, but uh, it made me think, how you know, why is it that they're not writing about plus-size women? So I decided to do it for them. So your book is presented by uh, the very popular artist, Zane. So tell us how you hooked up with her. Oh, no, that's, that's not a funny story, but it's an interesting story. One night I was up till uh, say, 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I just finished... Uh, uh, writing something to someone, and I said, you know, let me just let me uh, Google my name, and I mm-hmm. Googled it, and it said uh, Zane reviews Harlem's Dragon, which was my first novel. So I I thought somebody was playing a joke on me because you know Zane's probably the most you know she had like ten. Well, it didn't come to your email, and nobody told you about it. <laughs> exactly. So so uh, I checked it. It had this rave review about my book and I you know I did everything I could to find out what her email address is and I said thank you for uh giving me this great review I didn't know uh, that you knew I existed and thank you so much and 3 weeks later she emailed me again and said uh what is it going to take to uh sign you to a book deal and and that was it that was the beginning that's how it happened wow so the internet is a powerful tool wow the most powerful I would say so since your books are presented by Zane, does this mean there's some risque parts in them? I, I see you refer to it as erotica novels. Yeah, they they have erotic they have erotic parts in them. I I like to say that you know I write stories for people because uh, I don't know how anyone could write you know a year in a person's life as a story and not mention how they're making love. You know, that's just I'm, that's just how I'm built, so I don't know if everyone else is like that. Obviously, <laughs> everyone else isn't because everyone doesn't write, you know, that part. But I, I tend to think that if you're going to write about somebody's life, that you should, you know, that should be a big part of it. It's, it's definitely a big part of mine. So what would be the age range? Because some of my listeners might not be familiar with this type of uh, writing. So oh, what, I would what? say anybody over 16 years of age. Oh, 16? And, uh, I would say so. Uh and uh, I've had I've had readers, people that buy my books. You know, I've had a woman that's 80 years old and tell me that she enjoyed my books. So uh, only because it's not it's not erotica per se. It's not just going on and on about sex. Mm-hmm. Tell, they're all my books tell a real story, and there's always a message in them. And all and they're all funny too. Okay. So tell us the significance of the title of your book, um, The Last Prejudice. What does that mean? Well, uh, one day I was uh, looking at a show with uh, Oprah Winfrey, and they, and, it was, and they used that particular uh, phrase, the last prejudice, to talk about how uh, big women are viewed, and, you know, along with racism and uh, prejudice against uh, people's religion, that, that, uh, that no one really considered how we all, or, you know, the... Uh, uh, society views, you know, plus size people. Mm-hmm. You know, Tyra Banks, you know, put that uh, big outfit on, mm-hmm. and and it, you know, had a camera follower, and, and it showed how people, you know, view uh, plus size women, and uh, that's why I called it the last prejudice because one, uh, people do view plus size women like that, and mm-hmm. and but we all have those people in our family, and they're beautiful as well as being big, and there's nothing wrong with them, and and in my particular book. Uh, 
if, when you read it, you'll see that even uh, plus-size women have prejudices about themselves that they need to get away from. Mm, well, with each other. Exactly. So 60% of women in America are size 14 and up, yet media outlets such as movies, TV, and magazines rarely use plus-size women in lead roles or on covers. So did you have any reservations when bringing the story to life centered around plus-size women? You know, I, you say 60%. I was at the beach this uh, this afternoon, and and I, I would say I would probably say it was 85%, or at least all the women <laughs> that were old enough for me to look at were, right. you know, were, were well over, you know, size 14. And uh, I, I enjoy looking at them, and, I mean, I just like plus-size women. So mm-hmm. I, I didn't have any res- reservations at all about, uh, you know, bringing this was story this, to light. I, I thought so it was about different. time somebody did it. Since this was so different from your last three novels, you didn't think maybe the fan base that you already acquired, would, you weren't worried about how they would ex- embrace this project? No, on the contrary. I thought that they were ready for something different. Mm-hmm. And and now, you know, hearing all, you know, everything that everyone is saying now about the book, I knew that they were ready for it because now everyone, and, and I'm, I'm getting new readership from it because people who have plus-size friends say, you have to read this book. And I'm saying, like, no, they have to read my other ones too because it's all about, you know, life stories. It's got, I mean, you could talk about plus-size women, but it's really body issues. Mm-hmm. You know, people have all kinds of body issues, you know, from their height to their weight. Uh, to the size of their nose, so you know it's really about that, and and I like to talk about those things when I'm writing in my in my novels. Right, and so it it definitely gave you a whole new fan base because I um, wasn't familiar with you before this myself. So it's giving you a whole a whole new audience. You know, I didn't really realize till I wrote it how huge. The, I mean, my fan base has literally doubled mm-hmm. uh, since I wrote this book. And uh, I want to thank all the plus-size women out there who, who bought it <laughs> because uh, they really have uh, heightened my career. And I'm going to tell you, I was looking for a long time for uh, uh, the type of woman that I wanted on the cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, took a, it took a while, and I decided on three you know, separate women. Mm-hmm. And I, sometimes I think that, you know, that the, uh, the cover doesn't do them justice because sometimes – I think, well, maybe I should have gone with a bigger, you know, three bigger uh, models. Mm-hmm. Um, but well, well, your cover, is it is it real photography or is it like artwork? Oh, no, it's it's real photography. Oh, okay. It's real photography. And, and uh, it took a long time to find the right people to do it. And uh, mm-hmm. But I didn't want to put a face. I didn't want to put a face to the cover because uh, I wanted everyone to be able to put their own faces on the bodies that were there. Oh, you know? okay. So that you know they can see themselves inside of the story. So the three plus size characters in your story are uh, Noreen King, a size twenty four confident diva, and Delilah Ortega. Am I saying the names right? Dahlia, that's Dahlia. Dahlia Ortega, a self conscious full figure woman in an abusive relationship. And Kat Davis, who gained weight after having a baby and is having struggles with that. Now, we all know women that could easily fit in all of these descriptions. So who were your inspirations for the, these characters? You know, that that's the thing that I like to talk about all the time. I'm like, I have nothing but plus-size women in my family. My, all of my aunts, um, 
my cousins, my sister, they're all plus-size women. So I, I just took pieces from everyone that I knew because, you know, they're all just part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, I ha- those, those names I use are actually friends of mine that all are plus-size women. Oh. But, uh, but I didn't use, I used their names, but I didn't use their actual, you know, the type of persons that they actually are. And although mm-hmm. they like to think that uh, it's them in the story. But, you know, there's just, you know, so many people that I talk to. And I didn't just talk to uh, uh, big, beautiful women for this story. I talked to, hello? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I talked to all, all types of women uh, with body issues. And, and that gave me the inspiration to do, you know, all of those characters. Because so you had to do so research to develop the characters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it took a lot. It took a lot of talking to women about how they feel about their bodies. And you'd be surprised at, you know, what people actually think. Because so many women are love their bodies. And most of the time, uh, you know, it, take, it took them a long time to get to that point where they start to love their bodies. You know, sometimes it takes all the way to their middle age when they've had body issues from the time that they were, you know, uh, young teenage girls. Right, right. It's a long process sometimes. That's my understanding of it. So what has been the reaction from your fans about this book or when you give interviews? Have you experienced some of the prejudice? that are associated with, with plus size? Um, actually, no, I haven't. I mean, I, I think, you know, my, like I said, my, my fan base is double. The people are coming out of the woodwork, you know, talking about this. They're saying, you know, it's about time that someone talks about, you know, how erotic, how caring, you know, and how smart beautiful big women can be. And, mm-hmm. and so they're, you know, everyone's just saying, like, hey, it's about time. It's about time that someone speaks out on our behalf. And I know there's so many people like yourself that are speaking out, you know, about, uh, you know, big, beautiful women or plus-size women. Mm-hmm. But um, for some reason, they're not being written about. Right, right. It's not common on um, on hardly any mainstream anything. Which is Which is crazy because, like you said, it's at least 60% of the women in America – so why are they not being represented? Exactly. So um, we're so excited about this book that you're helping change that. Yeah, the so, last prejudice. Um, I mean, it's, it's, it tells such a such a meaningful story mm-hmm. that uh, you know, I think you know when people read it. It. I mean, I've gotten so many so much feedback right now saying you know this book has changed my life and I'm and I didn't mean it to change anyone's life. I meant mm-hmm. it to be a you know, a, a entertaining, soft, entertaining mm-hmm. you know, funny book uh, that makes you think a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I'm getting the feedback of, you know, oh, it's changed my life. And I'm like, really? It's changed your life? I, well, that was unexpected. Wow. What a, a pleasant uh, surprise, though. Oh, yeah. So do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? Like, do you do tours and book signings or make appearances, that type of thing? Well, I there's one thing that's coming up uh, in July 19th, the Summer Book Fun in the Sun. That's in New York. But uh, in August, the National Book Club Conference. I hope everyone is going to be there. That's uh, you know that reads books because that's where I'm going to be, and it's a huge, huge uh, stage for uh, writers. So I hope to see a whole bunch of people there. But it's in Georgia. And I have to ask you this question that some of my listeners are going to give me. Now, you're a successful, nice-looking man. Are you single? 
<laughs> no, I'm not single. I, I've been married actually for 20 years. Oh, okay. And is she a plus size woman? Um, you know, if you if you talk to her, I don't want to say, but <laughs> I have I'll say that uh uh like in the book, you know, people, you know, go up and down in their sizes. Okay. Okay. So, uh, I, no, I don't want to get uh, But she got the, the curves in I, the right places. That's exactly, safe. That's exactly. safe. <laughs> that's safe to say. So, tell us your official website and um, the places we can buy your book. Sure. That's uh, you can go to davidriverajr.com, and in in my uh, website you'll be able to read some of the excerpts of uh, all four of my books, and you can decide if you you know if you like the books, and you can and there's also uh, a way to click on to Amazon. You can get them at Barnes and Nobles. You can get them at Borders, or you can just go on Amazon and order them all. Oh, okay. So, do you? Is it just um, an Am uh, Borders and the bookstores across the country everywhere? Yeah, yeah. They're in, they're in all bookstores across the country. Okay. They're everywhere. Well, I got to get a copy myself because I'm good. interviewing you. I need to read it myself. Well, I hope you do. I hope yes. you have me on your show again after you read it, too. I'm sure you're going to like it. Yeah, I'm sure I will. I would definitely let you know. So thank you so much for being on the show. It was a pleasure speaking with you and continued success with your writing. Thank you so much, Denise. Thank you for having me on. Okay. Have a good evening. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Again, the title of that book is The Last Prejudice. So make sure you support that book because it's not too many things with uh, plus-size women in the lead, especially in a positive light. So as soon as I heard about that, I definitely wanted to uh, get him on the show and talk about that book because I think it's, it's a really exciting thing. Now, our next guest of the evening is Deborah Mazda, exercise Physiologist Deborah Massa is the number one leader of the plus size fitness movement and creator of the Shapely Girl DVD series. With the belief that fitness comes in many sizes and an upbeat, motivating style, Deborah inspires women of all shapes and sizes to join her plus size fitness revolution. Get off the couch. Get moving and change your life. In 1998, ABC's Diane Sawyer profiled Masa on primetime, focusing on her long-term weight loss success and her sensible philosophy. Masa's Shapely Girl Fitness DVDs are currently sold on QVC and on Exercise TV On Demand. Let's welcome Deborah to the show. Hey, Carol. Hi, how are you? Hey, Carol. <laughs> Listen, I need a spokesperson. I think I found one. Hey, girl, how are you? <laughs> I am excellent. So, <laughs> let me say hi to all my shapely girls out there. And I love that guy you had on there. He was fabulous. And I'm going to get a hold of that book, too. Yeah, Sounds yeah. This is phenomenal. So, let's, phenomenal. let's talk about your project. Okay. So, Thank you. you had a major lifestyle change that sparked your interest in the fitness industry. So tell us about that. I will. And, you know, uh, Shanice, it's a long story. I'm going to try and make it as short as possible. Okay. Um, I My weight escalated up to 325 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a size, uh, you know, 24 plus, And I couldn't breathe. I've been on every diet known to mankind. They don't work. They don't work long term. 
and I just was worrying about my health. I had high blood pressure at the time, and I would see people exercise, and I thought, maybe I should try that because all the people that exercise were thin. Now, remember, 25 years ago, um, we didn't have the problem with obesity that we have now in this country, and actually, uh, David was correct. The It's higher. 75% of women are overweight today. It's, it's higher than 60%. Okay. So I... Um, I decided to try exercise. I walked into a fitness club after pining for many, many weeks of being nervous, neurotic, crazy, and everything else. And I took a fitness class, and I tell you the truth, my body hurt for two weeks after that. I couldn't move. I couldn't breathe. I cried. But then something came over me, and I just felt so much better. Mm-hmm. And um, the guys at this club were great. They, they called me up, where are you, come back. We want to see you, and the rest is history. I went back, and not only did I take classes, I began to teach them. And I wasn't thin at the time. I started losing some weight. One day, one of the instructors didn't show up, and they said, come on, girl, you get in there and do it. And I said, okay, I can do this. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Nobody knew what the hell they were doing 30 years ago in the fitness industry. Mm-hmm. And I just got in there, and I ran around like, uh, you know, like uh, some uh, – Major Mahoff there, and the rest is history. And I've been, this is my 30th, God, listen to me. This is my 30th, oh, God, my 30th year in the fitness industry. I love it more now than I did 30 years ago because I know more now. I'm so mature and and, um, seasoned myself. I am an exercise physiologist, and I love what I do. I love my girls. I, I couldn't think of anything else that I would rather do, and this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So for me, it's great. For me, it's great. I did lose 140 pounds. Mm-hmm. I am a size 12 right now, mm-hmm. and my weight fluctuates at about 165 pounds. I don't mind telling people what I weigh. Mm-hmm. And I've been this way for many years. So it's not that I lost my weight six months ago. It's a very hard thing to do for those people who lose weight, and try and keep it off. It's a really, really, really hard thing to do. But my my number one key to success, Shanice, has been exercise. You can't, you cannot keep your weight off without exercising. No, nobody can. It's just so hard to do that. You uh, package your program um, into a company called Shapely Girl. So, what is a Shapely Girl, oh. and what is the meaning besi- behind your company's name? Well, I am I'm the number one Shapely Girl over here. For those of you that think, um, you know, I'm small or I'm this or I'm that, let me remind you that I still have the, I don't want to say the, the brain of an overweight woman, but I still, there's still a part of me that, that totally gets it, understands it, doesn't forget about it, and it's always there in my head. Mm. So it's not that I lost my weight, and now I'm, I, I am in both worlds. I've been in the overweight world, and now I'm in the thinner world. And I can tell you that there's a big difference the way you're treated, that's for sure. So um, a shapely girl is somebody who's passionate and positive and confident, even if they're not in the place that they want to be. You know, they're moving forward. A shapely woman is moving forward to better health because she's secure in her body and she knows that fitness comes in many sizes. We are not all a size 2. We're not all a size 4. We're not all going to be a size 2 or 4. But we're all meant to be healthy and fit. And you don't have to be thin to be healthy and fit, no matter what people say to you. You know, no. 
Some critics would say that plus size and fitness doesn't go together. You're either plus size or you're fit, but you can't be both. So what do you say to that? Well, my one of my mentors, his name is Stephen Blair, and he's a professor at the University of South Carolina. Now, I've been following his work for 25 years, and Stephen Blair and his associates have been looking at how fitness and fatness and health outcomes are related. And what they found is that cardiorespiratory fitness is a better predictor of who will die and when than your body mass index, which is a calculation of body fat based on height and weight. Mm-hmm. In other words, according to Professor Blair, fitness appears to provide protection against the risk of early mortality posed by fatness. His research shows us that the death rate for women and men who are thin but unfit, not every thin person is fit, is at least twice as high as for their um, obese counterparts who are fit. This notion that we have to be a size 2 or size 4 to be fit is hogwash. It's absolute nonsense. I'm a size 12. I am fit. I, uh, this year I took 12 or 15 overweight women. I trained them for two months, and they did a 10-mile race called the Broad Street Run in Philadelphia, and every one of them finished it. They all finished a 10-mile race. I trained them for two months. I train thin people, and they're not half as fit as people with a couple extra pounds. On them. I mean, where do you draw the line at with this? Right. You know, I mean, you don't have to be – look, if you're not happy with yourself, that's one thing. But to say that only a single-digit woman is, woman is fit and healthy, nonsense. My, my goal is to get women off the couch and moving at any size that they are. On the opposite side, some critics in the plus-size community might say, you're not big, so how can you lead (laughs) a plus-size fitness revolution? Bring it on, girls. (laughs) (laughs) Bring it on, girls, because, listen, here's the deal. Next to somebody that's a size 20, I'm not big. Next to somebody that's a size 4, I'm a cow. So, I mean, where do you draw the line with that one at? You know, I think it's all relative. I was a size, tw- I mean, go to my website, look at my pictures, no, and they're really my pictures. My top weight was 325 pounds. My body may look different, but I still have, I still understand what overweight women go through. I, I mean, I still get it. You know, it's not that, it's not that you get thin and, and it goes away. It just doesn't. It does not. I mean, I'm, I'm actually... Um, you know, 14 is the average size in this country, so I'm kind of like just under that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm a true size 12, and, um, you know, I work out five days a week. I work out really, really hard. I train a lot of women. I have shapely girl classes in the Philadelphia area, mm-hmm. and I have um, four DVDs out on the market. I have a new DVD coming out in two weeks. What I showcase in there, and I want to say hi to Miss Tanya, Miss Lori. Miss Angel, Miss Lisa, they're all my Shapely Girl models and all my Shapely Girls that are listening right now. Uh, Julia Fix, my fat fatties who are out in Utah, all my girls. They are all the people that know that they have to get off the couch and start moving. My girls are inspiration and motivation for larger women to start moving. We're not all size twos. Mm-hmm. All right? We're all... We're all um, plus-size women. I mean, I don't know if you consider me. A, I, I don't know if 12 is a plus-size woman. I mean, again, where do you draw the line on that? But, um, you know, I certainly understand. I mean, 
even when, even as I'm speaking to you now, I get flashbacks from when I was a kid, you know, trying to fit into clothes that didn't fit me. You know, Lane Bryant wasn't around back then. Clo- I had to wear men's, men's clothes mostly all the time. Mm. It was horrible. Today, plus-size fashion is gorgeous. I mean, plus-size women look phenomenal today. Mm. I, don't, I don't see why any plus-size woman needs to walk around looking like a frump or horrible because she's got a few pounds on her. Come on, girls, you've got to be deep. Get those heels on. Get your hair done. Get your nails done and start looking fabulous. That's start, right. moving, start moving and working out. Now, each working year... Out. The U.S. spends over $33 billion on mm-hmm. weight reduction programs, diet foods, and shakes, yet 95% of diets fail. Now, do right. you encourage women to stay away from diets in your program? Yeah, and I want to give you some statistics on this. According to Forbes magazine, Americans spend an estimated $46 billion. So the numbers went up mm-hmm. on weight loss products and diet programs. Within five years, 97% regain all their weight back. So this means that women are being increasingly disillusioned with the traditional concept of dieting, which is only making them fatter, but has instilled in them a sense of failure. Dieting, diets and dieting is a failing situation. Exercise is positive. Um, dieting is negative. Dieting does not work. My and sometimes are, even those um, weight loss surgeries don't work when you don't change right. your lifestyle. I have, Listen, I have some girls that have had the, the surgery. I get, I get emails all the time from women. The gastric bypass has really been a tool. It is not the answer to losing weight and keeping it off. It's a tool. You still need to work out. You still need to watch what you eat. And most women, after four years, of being on gastric bypass either have stopped losing weight or start gaining their weight back because they start eating the same way. Mm-hmm. Gastric bypass helps you physically. You've got to get into that emotional eating, a roller coaster, you know, that roller coaster, roller coaster ride mm-hmm. that a lot of over women, overweight women have. You know, we, we're either good or we're bad or we're this or we're that. I mean, that's all nonsense. Your lifestyle has to change. When I listen to these, when I got a hold of that many years ago, because I was there where a lot of these women are today, and I realized that every day had to be Monday for me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't say, well, Friday I'm going to binge on the weekend. No, Saturday has to be Monday, and Sunday has to be Monday. And if you overeat and you eat something you shouldn't, then take a deep breath and start over again. Don't go into this, I hate myself, I'm horrible. That's what the diet industry has taught women. To feel so bad about themselves that they just keep buying into these scams. And I get people emailing me every day to sell products for them. Oh, you know, you can do this and you can do that. No, I have a weight loss program that's, that's slow, but it's steady, and it's going to help you in the long term. Dieting doesn't. Even, even when you see uh, DVDs on television that say, oh, lose 10 inches in two weeks, that's nonsense. That's absolute nonsense. So do you, know, you have a, a studio open to the public where people can come work out with you in person, or is everything yes. just available online? I, I'm, I'm out of the Philadelphia area. Mm-hmm. So if they're in the Philadelphia area. Now, I'm also going to a new club, which is in Ballard-Kimwood, which is in a little bit of the suburbs of Philly. Shapely Girl Fitness is going to go there in January. It's called the Aquatic Fitness Center in Ballard-Kimwood. 
and I have a program starting there in January. So I'm in Philadelphia. I have a studio in Philly. I have a space that I rent with a, uh, a dance place called Step It Up, and people can come there and take classes. They can email me at deborah at com, and um, if they want to come there, they can. If not, my fourth video, I have four videos out. I have a low impact, a step, a weight, uh, weight uh, DVD, and my new one is Walking Fit and Fabulous. It's coming out in two weeks. And um, people, right now we just hired a new website company. So my website, uh, the store's not working right. So if people want to buy them now, they need to go to Amazon.com. Okay. Or Collage, CollageVideo.com sells them. Or now, are they still available on QVC? Uh, no, they're not. They're only available, they can go to Amazon, they can go to Collage Video, they can go to Fitness Fly. There's a few different places they can go to. They can go to my website and try, but my store is not working right now. We're going to have it up by the end of the week. Okay. But they can, they can email me. I'll put them on my list. And, um, they, but they can, the new video is not out yet. So we had a pre-sale, and uh, hopefully it's going to be up and running by Friday. Now, how can someone uh, apply to be a fitness model for one of your DVDs? You know what? They can just email me directly at Deborah, D-E-B-R-A, at DebraMazda.com. They could go to my website, which is either ShapelyGirlFitness.com or DebraMazda.com. Either one of those goes to my website. But they can um, – what I look for is I look for somebody that's fit, not just a plus-size model, mm-hmm. somebody that, that really, really works out. So I'm looking for women who are plus-size models, and I'm hoping to really expand Shapely Girl Fitness, you know, into, into different areas um, of the East Coast right now, and hopefully throughout the whole country in the next year or so, where I'm going to take larger women and uh, make, a, make, a, make them a group fitness instructor and get out there and help other women to do this. Because to me, it's about moving, breathing, good nutrition, and never, Shanice, this is the most important part, Never, ever. Lori Nudie, do you hear me? Tanya, do you hear me? Never giving up. Even when your brain tells you you're a failure, because that's old thinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had so many days like that where I would just wanted to give up. I would sit and cry. What am I going to do? Who's going to help me? And then I would take a deep breath and I'd say, you know what? You've got to keep pushing forward because that's the most important part to all of this. You've got to keep pushing forward. You've got to hang in there. And let me tell you something. Nope, there was nobody really to help me. I did this all on my own. So I created Shapely Girl Fitness for women to come, be in the mix, you know, and let's work this out together. And you do your part. Accepting environment where you can feel comfortable, I'm sure. Absolutely. You know, I'm not, listen, and I want to tell you this. I'm not trying to get women skinny. That's not the goal of Shapely Girl Fitness. The goal of Shapely Girl Fitness is to get you where you want to be. You know, if you're a size 24, you know, thinking about becoming an 18 is great, and then thinking thinking about if you want to go, you know, past that, that's great too. But I'm I'm into the mode of getting women fit and healthy, mm-hmm. eating right, because if you're eating nothing but junk, I don't care what size you are, you're not healthy. You could be a size two and eat junk all day long. Does that mean you're healthy? No way. So, you know, so I, I want people to move. I want them to breathe. I really think, 
And just like the guy before you, uh, David, that was on talking about his book, which he sounds fabulous, that guy. It's a shame he's not saying, well, i got girls that would eat him right up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, girl. <laughs> he sounded so cute. Um, but And again, most overweight women think that men like little, little thin women. Come on, girls. I mean, you've seen big girls with little men before. Not every man likes the small women. Listen, only dogs like bones. That's what I always say to myself, you know. <laughs> uh, Deborah, do you listen, have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? I know you have new DVDs coming out this. I was just approached by a fitness cruise company, and oh. it looks like um, Shapely Girl Fitness and Fab Fatties, which is out of Utah, might be doing a fitness cruise. Uh, in Especially for plus size women. Uh, yes, in 2010, oh. and um, right, we're talking about like maybe February or March. It'll be a four day cruise out of Miami, mm-hmm. and um, I'm I'm going to be posting, and we're we're kind of putting it together now. The company's called FemFit All. I talked to the owner today, so that looks like that's going to happen. My fourth video is coming out. I have a little recipe book that's coming out of things that. The recipes that I make at home all the time and like to eat, and they're really easy to, to make. I have a motivational CD coming out in January. And I think I will be, I think, through one of my companies, I will be on Borders at, or BarnesandNoble.com in August. But the big thing now is the new DVD that's coming out. And like I said, I really want to showcase my girls who I love dearly, who are phenomenal. They were great to practice with. Tanya's in D.C., and the rest of them are here in Philadelphia, and they're terrific. And I just want to put a plug in for Marianne Jacobson, who asked me about you coming on Curves Ahead uh, to do a, an interview with, with uh, them. She asked me to ask you that, so I'm asking okay. you that. Okay. She really wants to I got a lot of emails to go through, so okay. I'm going to get to everybody <laughs> eventually. My last, my last thing is I have my own uh, Block Talk radio show on Thursdays at 11 o'clock, and this week I'm talking about the uh, crisis of obesity in this country. It's going to be part two. So for people, and I open the chat room up for that. So for people who want to listen in or, um, you know, who have questions they want to ask me, feel free to do so. It's pretty much an open book for me at this point. You know, I have really nothing to hide. I'm very upfront about things. But um, I, I totally get it. You know, I totally get it where we're in a society that really is discriminatory against larger women and a lot of larger people are discriminatory against each other. And right. we still don't like the fact that people are overweight or fat in this country. And we still think that they're lazy, they're unmotivated, they're this and they're that. Um, you know, and, and I say that for some people that could be true, but for most people it's not. I just think that people need a fair shake um, into coming into a community where there are people that can identify with them. So Shapely Girl Fitness is a community. And, and tell I us your the, website um, before you my go. Web, again, my website is either shapelygirlfitness.com or debramazda.com. And if you cannot get into it, hang in there. We have just tra- we've just changed website companies, and my new website company is transferring everything over, and it's taken a little longer than we hoped. So if you want to get the videos, go to Amazon, uh, collagevideo.com, Fitness Fly sells them. There's about six people online that sell them now. Um, and, again, if you can't get into my website, but the only place you can buy my new video is on my website. So if you want that, 
hang in there, keep checking back, or just email me, and I will have my office get back to anybody that wants to buy it. But it's a it's a walking video, mm-hmm. and my girl Kelly Coffee, who's a size two fitness instructor who I love dearly, she did my um my uh, choreography with me. But my girls are with me as usual. They did a terrific job. And again, I just want to tell people, I want you to get off the couch. I don't care what size you are. Don't tell me you can't work out. Don't tell me you can't start moving your arms and your legs. You know, I will get you moving if that's the case. And, you know, and whatever, we we got to go. Thank oh, I'm you. sorry. I got the cold <laughs> girl. Come on. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show. You are fabulous. And Thank you, honey. You are too. And uh, don't forget about the cruise in 2010. I'll let everybody know. Yeah, keep email me with the information, and I can right, announce so. it on the air. Okay. Thanks, Thank honey. you. Bye. All right, sweetheart. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So, again, that was Deborah Master. Make sure you check out her DVDs. Shapely Girl Fitness, and she's full of energy and spunk. I'm sure she's an awesome fitness coach. And last but definitely not least is Kendra C. Johnson, best known for her starring role in the independent feature Fat Girls, in which she starred alongside Monique, has also hit up the small screen with memorable roles on episodics such as Bones, The Shield, and Strong Medicine. Most recently, she has enjoyed a recurring role on the CW comedy The Game, and you can also check her out in this month's Plus Model Magazine. Let's give a warm welcome to Kendra. Hey, girl. Hey, Kendra. How you doing? Hello? Can you, okay, you can't hear me. Okay. Okay, can you hear me now? Yes, Thanks, yes. Sorry about that. Hey. So thanks for being on the show. No problem, dear. So what were you doing before you decided to pursue a career in entertainment? Well, um, since Deborah took up all my time, I guess I have to talk fast. No, um, no, you don't have to talk fast. I'm going to sleep to find her because um, I've been waiting. <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> I was actually living in I was living in Charlotte, North Carolina at the time. I was working for the uh, four major sport and entertainment venues there in human resources, and I just um, I actually did um, uh, human resources was the field that I felt like if I sit anywhere in corporate America, that's where I would sit somewhere between human resources and and communications, and um, that's actually what I was studying in school was communications. But anywho, I um, one day walked into, I had one of the um, buildings I worked for in Charlotte, was the Charlotte Coliseum, and the Coliseum manager was probably one of my, um, probably the biggest mentor I've had in my life that's not related to me. Um, and he um, he and I always had great conversation, and he's been just kind of somebody who I was able to count on, depend on, really just, be, you know, he'd be honest with me, that type of thing. So I went in his office one day, and I said, um, his name is Sporty, and I said, Sporty, and I had I had never said it out loud before before this to anybody. It had, it, this all had been happening in my head. So I said to him, I said, Sporty, I'm thinking about moving to Los Angeles. Now, mind you, I said it expecting for him to say, girl, you're crazy, go back in your office, go back to work, whatever, whatever, whatever. You know, just something, he, he was supposed to give me that, um, just I guess that um, okay to stop to stop dreaming. And instead he did the exact opposite. And rather than telling me to go back in my office, he looked at me and all he said to me was, when are you leaving? And mm-hmm. I was like, when am I leaving? 
what do you mean when am I leaving? I mean, I wasn't really, you know what I mean? I wasn't really considering going, like, really until that moment. Right. And he said to me, he said, why not? And why not now? Right. And he was absolutely right. And I literally, I mean, gosh, months, months later, I mean, I had I had a house there and a job and my daughter and everything, so there was a lot of um, coordinating that had to be done. But um, given all of that, it really, in no time, I literally, I blinked and I was gone. And I had to do it, and I had to do it right then before I tossed myself out of it, I guess. But so, that's how it was before I came here. So you mentioned that you um, have a daughter. Mm-hmm. So I know you're a single, single mother. Is it hard for you to pursue your career with a child? The only The only hard part is that she's not with me all the time. Other than that, it's 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 as opposed to it um, making it more difficult. It kind of gives me a a much greater um, reason why and a and a bigger reason why than just me. Um, I feel like you know when when we have children, whether they be ours or just kind of you know children whose lives we're a part of. I feel like you know we can we can say things over and over and over to them until we're blue in the face and. No matter how often we say it, it's, it's ne- they're never impacted as much from our words as they are from our actions. And I remember when I was in a children's theater group at my church in um, Hartford, Connecticut, when I was growing up, and I did this song in one of our – we did a play called Children Are People Too, and I sang this song, um, and the gist of it was that, you know, words are very important, but we learn from what our parents do, not from what they say. And so I felt like – um, giving her this example through my actions, not just through my words, would speak volumes to her over anything that I could uh, ever say to her. And um, her name's Imani, and she's actually she'll be 14. Going into high school, I cannot believe it. I'm still in high school, so I don't know how she's going to high school, <laughs> but whatever. Um, but anywho, she's an incredible, incredible, incredible child, um, student, friend, all of that. And... Um, She's spent uh, the majority of the time since I've been gone. She was in L.A. for a little bit, but she's been with my parents for the um, largest part of the time that I've been here. And um, they've just done an incredible job with helping uh, her to become the incredible young lady she is now. But, um, but yeah, so I, I don't think it's made it difficult, just kind of um, more more pressing, I guess, to stick, you know, to stick to it and, and not give up and be an example or try to be the best example I can. Now, once you moved to L.A., were there obstacles in getting your career established? Um, This is so funny because I know, like, we talked about some of this stuff, but I know this is for the audience. Um, <laughs> um, there, actually, there, there were partially because I think before, even though as a child I did things um, when I was in Connecticut, um, as I touched on this in the Plus Model magazine article, from, the time, like, from three years old I attended Arts Collective in Hartford, and I did um, in uh, drama and, and, and things in school and theater and stuff all throughout my uh, school years. But um, but uh, I had never been, like, you know, on a television set or a movie set or anything like that until I came out here. So kind of, you know, as Sporty and I sat there and he told me, you know, go for it and go for it now, we didn't necessarily have an exact uh, blueprint of how that was going to happen. Um, so I guess... One of the obstacles was just kind of getting here, and 
I think some people maybe do that research before they come, and I hadn't done it. I kind of had to come here and, and figure it out as I was in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things, too, I would say was I one of the first um, agents that I had uh, that represented me since I've been here, I remember the, the day I learned how important it is that the people that you work with out here and in this industry as far as representation goes, that they really get you, that you can't mm-hmm. just, you know, everybody's not, everybody's not for everybody. I don't yeah, care if right. they're a top-tier agent, manager, whatever, because I've, 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 I've worked with some of the best, <laughs> I'll, I'll just say that, in this business. And just because, you know, they have this star-studded list of, um, of clients does not mean that they're for you and that they get you. And that's right. kind of something I, I remember I had this agent, and one day I um, had an audition, and a lot of times you like to go and visit your agent when you're at your best, so they always, you know, are thinking of you in, 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 that, um, in that respect. And I had gone to an audition. I had an excellent audition, and I decided to stop by their office and say hi and, and what have you. So I stopped by, and I'm telling her all about the audition and how well it went. And, you know, I'm feeling absolutely fabulous, of course, evident in my walk and my strut. And, um, you know, as I walked into the office, and so I'm talking to her, and she looks at me, and she goes, Kendra, she said, you're so beautiful. You have such a pretty face. Mm. You know, that's the the, 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 the fat the fat girl, the big girl <laughs> dagger to the heart, because that's mm-hmm. always the, you know, the, the qualifying compliment, I guess. But right. anyway, she says, you have such a, you have such a beautiful face. If you would just lose some weight, you could really be a sex symbol in this industry and do some things. And so it was right there at that moment that I knew that she just was not for me. That, well, you, that, never, that, you never considered what she said for one bit? You just absolutely. knew? See, see, that's the thing, though. A- absolutely not, because I know I know who I am. I'm comfortable with, with with myself as I am now, you know, just like Deborah talked about, being healthy is important. I mean, I have a trainer out here in Los Angeles. I talked about him in the article as well, and I have, you know, he works with me. And 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 and, and again, it's all about getting you because what he gets is that I'm not trying to be a skinny girl. Mm-hmm. And what I'm doing is I want to be healthy. I want to be, especially you know, doing some of the plus size modeling and stuff. I want to be toned mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. But I'm not trying to be a skinny girl. And so he gets that, and that's evident in the work that we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that, and and so when when I, I prom I promise you, we can go back to that moment, open my head, open my heart, and there and there was never anything in there that said, "Gosh, maybe she's right." Mm. That that's I, I just I just I don't I don't believe that we all have to fit into that you know that mold oh. and that I mean because because for me I mean there are now there are there are beautiful women in my mind's eye of all shapes and sizes there are sex symbols in my mind's eye who are a size I remember you and you and I were talking about um, one of the, a couple of the of the plus size models that we both really really admire. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're beautiful women, and I and and, and 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 I choose them every time over a number of size twos and fours that I that I know that are successful in this industry. Do you know what I'm saying? So I just I felt like I I knew I I was I was I was I was pretty clear on where I fit in. Um, or, or the place I wanted to make for myself in this industry, and trying to fit into something that um, that the industry had already kind of carved out for another type of woman was not what I was, was not what I was interested in doing. 
and that's obviously what she was wanting me to do, mm-hmm. and that wasn't going to happen. So when Fat Girls premiered, mm-hmm. did people start to recognize you immediately? No, no, no. Interestingly enough, <laughs> the night of the premiere, <laughs> we were at the movie theater, and no one had any idea we were even sitting in the act. The girl who played um, uh, the actress who played uh, Mia, Monique's cousin, uh, she and I and my family and, and, and some of our friends, we all went to see the movie together on, on the opening night. And mm-hmm. <laughs> and nobody would have known we were even sitting there. Anyway, um, it, it was actually not until, I would say, the theatrical release didn't didn't garner me a lot of, of recognition, I guess. It was more so when the timing just kind of really synced up when Fat Girls begun to run on television mm-hmm. and the game begun my episodes of the game begun to run mm-hmm. um and and as they and I, I think it was just kind of when people see you more um and maybe in more than one in more than one place and um, they connect the two yeah together. they're like well i think that's the same girl you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. and um so and even even just like my emails and not emails but like my myspace messages and facebook messages and hits and things like that they've been a lot more since um the two have been running uh simultaneously the game one of my episodes of the game was actually on today um but since that had once that happened that's when everything kind of really um and it's weird because i feel like i i did both um you know a while ago i feel like i'm i'm i'm, I'm anxious to do something um else, you know, now, something a little more current, but you would, from the response that I get, you would think I just I just did both of them. Right, right, because uh, it gives it a new life when it's it on. It does, it really, really does, because so many people, I mean, a lot of people did not see it in the theater. Right. A lot of people didn't see it on DVD. A lot of people saw it once it was on Oxygen or, you know, the, the or HBO and, and, and Cinemax and, and those. So, um, so it, it definitely does. It's like it's a new... It's a new premiere, like the you know mm-hmm. the second the second premiere. Now in the movie Fat Girls, you mm-hmm. had a sex scene. A. Now how comfortable? A. I had A, B, and C sex scene. <laughs> <laughs> how comfortable were you doing that? And did you have any reservations about it? Oh, I mean, I absolutely had reservations initially. Um, it was my first feature film, so of course I wasn't necessarily. Um, I wasn't necessarily uh, totally sold on the idea that I'd be doing these um, scenes the first time anyone ever saw me on 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 a you know on the big screen. Mm-hmm. But um, but I guess what what we did was the writer director um, Negasley K. She and I had a talk about it before. Um, and she's nice. And I love her. She is. She is, and she was very empathetic to to Maya. To my play and Monique too. They both um, they both talked to me in in length, just about um, and and, th- and I think this is what did it for me. It was our discussions about why why those pieces were important to the story. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And why mm-hmm. like it wasn't just being naked for no reason. Exactly, because mm-hmm. you know I don't I don't I don't really I don't really like being naked for no reason. Mm-hmm. And um, but 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 I understood. Where for my character storyline and for the 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 uh, piece of the audience, I guess that we wanted to reach through my character's story, why that was important, and then too, I mean, it's just like um, 
just like with my character on the game, I feel like when you're able to show a a plus side, it, we, it doesn't always have to be what's funny. It doesn't have to be the butt of the joke. Right. And, 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 and even though it was a comedy, it wasn't just like this is funny because this man is, is, is having sex with this plus-size woman. It right. was more so, you know, it was all a part of her coming um, – it was all a part of her, uh, you know, coming, I don't want to say coming out, but kind of like coming to herself and, 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 and being okay with herself kind of uh, plight in, in, uh, in the storyline. But, um, but once, you know, I was, I was comfortable with that piece. And then on set, we made very, um, it, was a closed, it was a closed set. Pretty much, it wasn't like it wasn't like it was just kind of wide open for whomever to <laughs> to kind of just get a walk peek. on by. Exactly, come and get a, take a peek. Exactly. I mean, we were in um, we filmed all of that, all of those scenes in Palm Springs in a hotel, and it was just necessary, you know, necessary crew only in the art department. Person who was in there was a woman and. You know, that kind of thing. So, and it wasn't even like everybody could be out at the monitors as we were doing it, looking. It just was, it was very, um, um, they did their best to make it um, as comfortable for me as possible because I was clearly uncomfortable. And I'm sure if you were to talk to some of the crew and they decided to be honest about how I showed my behind a couple times, they tell um, some interesting stories. But... I got it together, and we did it, and it was in the movie. <laughs> so Hollywood is a crazy place to live, especially pursuing a career in entertainment and having to go through situations like you just spoke about. So how do you keep yourself sane? Great question. Um, I think more. I think the. I, well, well, let me let me let me begin by saying I don't know that I always am sane, but um. <laughs> But for the um, but 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 my foundation, um, I think, in my faith, and I have an incredibly supportive church family here, and I had one in North Carolina before I came here, um, and I've um, I've been able to grow some relationships with my church family that have allowed me to you know kind of have the when you're away from your um, your your core support group. Um, it's allowed me to kind of create a new core support group here to uh, depend on, rely on, and confide in, and kind of go to and bounce things off of and run things by. And, you know, when I have a what would Jesus do moment, I have plenty of folks to ask and um, or, or help me kind of determine the best route and that kind of thing. And uh, we have an incredible uh, young adult Bible study group that our assistant minister, Tyson Moore, he uh he leads our young adult Bible study group on Wednesday evenings, and it's just one of the most um, grounding uh, places, I guess, to to just kind of be and be able to just lay it all out there and 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 and, um, and just kind of find the, the strength you need, the answers, the support, all of that kind of stuff. So I have to definitely say that my faith and my church family keep me as sane as Kendra can be in this town. 
Okay, now before we go to the next question, let me say right quick, um, our hour is coming to an end, so the live stream is going to be ending, but everybody listening right now, you'll be able to hear the, the whole interview in the archive. So we're just going to keep going over the hour and listen to the archives to hear. And everybody the... email Deborah and tell her shame on her for taking up my time. Go ahead. <laughs> but we're going to still get the whole interview, so you're good. <laughs> okay. So, all right, so... Um, you have a beautiful headshot with your interview in this month's edition of Plus Model Magazine. So what are some of your beauty tips that you can share with our listeners? Oh, wow. Um, well, everything that was done to me was done by somebody else. No, yeah, but um, you still had nice skin and nice teeth. They can't do all that. That Okay, okay. Um, I think just, well, one thing I think I took for granted before I moved out here was just that, I think genetically, um, I, genetically I just have good skin. Um, shout out to the Strongs, the Myers in Connecticut. Um, I got it from them. But um, I have really, I, I just think genetically I have that. But, but, and I took it for granted when I came out here that it would just be that way. And I think being in a different climate and as I'm getting older, I, I, I begun to realize that it wasn't just going to be that way. So I had to be get, uh, become serious about a, um, like a, you know, a beauty regimen, a facial, um, a face cleansing, toning regimen kind of thing. And um, so I guess that's important. And just, just you can't, I think the one thing is like, you can, I remember um, a makeup artist once told me that, you know, you can, you can do a lot with makeup, but if you're, but it's the canvas that you begin with, like the plain blank canvas right. is rough and is rough and rugged. There's, you know, without just caking on piles, you know, mounds upon mounds upon mounds of makeup. There's not a whole lot you can do to change the actual, you know, the actual canvas. So I think just kind of um, for for us just to keep in mind the importance of just kind of keeping our canvas as a blank mm-hmm. canvas as um, together as possible. And then one thing, too, I remember my um, one of my very, very good friends out here um, is a stylist, and she told me that you should, especially when you're an, um, a rising um, actor, actress, model, whatever in this industry, always the things that you decide to do, whether they be your, um, your hair color, your hairstyle, um, things like that, make sure it's always something that in a pinch you can do for yourself. Like where you, you, you don't you shouldn't always have to like go to the salon or have someone else do it. It should be something your 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 look should be something that you can achieve. If you don't want to go looking all rough when you right. don't and have somebody right. else. Now, exactly. Like you have you know, you have this picture out of you that looks like this one person and then you show up for the gig and you're this totally other person because you couldn't get to everybody who created that person in the picture. You know, mm-hmm. and you don't you, you want to kind of keep. I think you. I think it's important to keep it as um as a uh, natural. Not the word I'm looking for, but I guess I'll have to use it because I can't think of it. But just kind of keep it as is 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 true to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And your skill as, level. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I can't. I can't do lashes. I don't. I, I mean, I don't know how to put. I can't put them on. I've mm-hmm. tried. I've tried in my eyelid was on my forehead. I mean, it's, it's, it's with a piece of hair sticking from it. So, you know, I know that that's not one of my talents, so I can't always, 
And so I have to know how to kind of do something to my eyes to make them pop without, you know, without the lashes if I'm if I'm unable to have somebody do it for me. Now, besides looking great on the outside, mm-hmm. the inside is just as significant. So That's how right. is it important is it to keep a positive image in regards to your career? Wow, it's... um. It's it's extremely important, actually, maybe more so, almost, um, because because if you, I mean, we we've all heard from our parents or whomever, you know, um, you you can't just you can't just be the pretty girl on the outside if it doesn't radiate from with like that that's a whole other level of of a beautiful woman or. Or, or, or a beautiful person is it's the, it, for the out, outer surface to be to be great is nice, but when it radiates from within, just like when you and I first met, and I remember what I told you when we first met. Mm-hmm. That that you know that kind of thing. It's like you can sit here and look at me, plain face, not done up, not whatever, but the beautiful person you are is from within is radiating out, so you look just as beautiful right now, you know, as you do as you do when you are all done up. And then, too, we want to make sure that, especially, I think, for uh, plus-size women, we I think we have a responsibility to younger girls, to, to the younger, um, because there there are so few of us in the mainstream spotlight um, that they get to see, that they can relate to and, and kind of feel a connection with when they do see us. It's important that they see something that they can be proud of, something that they can, you know, aspire to, something that they can um, consider a role model or, you know, again, an inspiration or what have you. And in order to do that, you have to be kind of that um, decent person, I don't know, or, 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 or not de- decent probably isn't the right word, but you, you, you understand what I mean. You have mm-hmm. to just kind of have good carry character. yourself. Right, you have to carry yourself in that manner so mm-hmm. that, you you can offer those things to our you know our younger girls. Mm-hmm. Be a popular role model. You, you do it because it, it, I think it's really important that by the time you get to, it, it's much harder when you get to just like you say you know you can't teach an old dog new tricks. Mm-hmm. I mean you, I guess you kind of can, but it's harder. And if we you know if we if we reach them and we touch them and we inspire them and we 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 um uh you know add value to their lives. At a younger age and at an earlier time in their life, by the time they're our age or adults or what have you, they they are they have that foundation. You know what I'm saying? And so it's not like you're you have to um, start from nothing or 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 or, or teach an old dog new tricks. Right. So, do you have any future plans to create your own projects or anything for plus size women? Well, I uh, I'd love to. I don't have anything specific in the in the works right now. I mean, I have a couple of projects that I've been working on with some friends of mine um, in the industry, but nothing that's um, nothing that has is is, 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 is very close to coming to fruition. Well, I mean, some things, nothing in the works as far as like in production, mm-hmm. but 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 lots of. Um, uh, lots of talks. I've got, I've gotten um, some offers from some, you know, different people who have written things about uh, plus size women and and fuller figured women, um, you know, to kind of work with them on that. But I think, you know, just as 
it, it, it's really important for us to realize the need to create our own because if we don't, then we'll kind of be where we are now 10 years from now. Mm-hmm. If we don't kind of force our way into um, into this industry or continue to, because, I mean, I think, we, I think we have made some strides, um, but there's so, so much further to go, and I think we have to um, be, be um, committed to creating our own in order to kind of see all that come to fruition. Mm-hmm. So tell us your official website um, to get in touch with you or just to keep up with what you're doing. Um, my uh, Facebook is my favorite now, but MySpace or um, Facebook, I kind of try to try to keep those um, current. Um, so I guess it's um, my MySpace is MySpace.com um, backslash or front slash. I forget which way the slash goes, but um, <laughs> dream it's a slash. <laughs> dream big, dream big, KCJ, and then you know Kendra C Johnson on Facebook. Uh, so that's where you'll find me. And I never asked you this, but why do you have the the C uh, in the middle of your name? Is another Kendra Johnson that's an actress? Well, uh, there are other Kendra Johnsons in this world who I've been confused with, um, mm-hmm. and I'd rather not be. But then, too, I guess it's just my I have this this um, my one of my girlfriends says I just have this um need for more attention and that's not it. It's just that <laughs> I need to be Kendra C Johnson, not anybody else. I just it, I think it's just my um I don't know, Your like signature. my Yes, it's my and, and my, my middle initial is important to me because I think that like it wasn't just a cute name. My mother named me after her grandmother who she was extremely close to and um and so that, so because there's, you know what I mean, meaning and family significance in my middle name, um, I like to kind of, you know, keep it keep it prevalent. Well, so, yeah. that's, it's not surprised I never asked you that before. Yeah, you haven't. That's on or off air. <laughs> well, thank you so much for being on the show. See, you got all your time. Yeah, girl. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, now, what you you need to email me Deborah's email address because I'm sending her a message next. I like Deborah. Deborah gave shout outs to everybody. Okay, wait a minute. I couldn't give a shout out to nobody. No, just I a mean, shout out. Wait a minute. I mean, I want you know I, I have people listening. I wanted I wanted I wanted to shout out my people. I mean, I I have people tuning in from coast to coast. And I, I want to shout out my people, but you know, all the Deborah people. Got love, <laughs> live stream love. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all good. You gonna be heard by a lot of people. Don't yes, don't even yes. worry about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> well, she can give me a um, do uh, she can let me do a video. Yeah. Get it up to me. One of those DVDs. Uh, that's what I'm in a DVD. Yeah. Mm-hmm. a video. Look, okay. Don't date yourself, Kendra. <laughs> I'm in high school. I told y'all. <laughs> So. Well, thanks for being on the show, girl, and right, girl. I'll be talking to you soon. Okay. And, Thank you, And good luck with everything. And, oh, and don't forget to view Kendra's article in this month's Plus Model magazine if you haven't checked it out already. And make sure you look at her editorial picks. What uh, month was the editorial? That was in? May. May. In May. 
So make sure you check out her editorial in the May edition and her interview in this month's edition and, of Plus Model Okay, Magazine. but I do have to give a shout-out to Plus Model Magazine because they are the absolute best. Love yes. Plus Model Magazine. Maddie Figueroa Jones, what, what. Love yes. Plus Model Magazine. Have to get congratulations on three incredible years. So happy for you, and I'm so happy to kind of be a part of the family now. Yes, yes. Well, all right, girl. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You too, sis. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. And thank you all to our fabulous guests this evening, David Rivera, Jr., Deborah Mazda, and Kendra C. Johnson. Tune in next time, and we'll have more Plus Industry Professionals with stories to not only inspire you but to keep you connected. Interested in advertising on our show, being a guest, or have comments, email us at guests at plusmodelmagazine.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio pages on MySpace and Facebook. For more information about our show, go to our website at www.plusmodelmag.com. I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting Plus Model Radio. Until Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.